me ask you. You know, Rob Wong was on earlier today. He's a, the, the Big Bad Morning Show, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. He's a great guest, right? And he was saying how this game means more for the Ravens than it does for the Browns. And I tend to think everyone's got main character syndrome in these type of discussions, where if you do radio in Baltimore, you think it's the biggest game ever. If you do radio in Cleveland, you think it's the biggest game ever. But, Daryl, I genuinely just disagree with the sentiment. And Rob's a friend, so I feel comfortable with this. I just feel like this game means way more for the Browns than it does the, the, the Ravens. Am I wrong there? Well, uh, the Browns have to win if they want to have any chance to win the division, but they don't have to win to make the playoffs. Um, the Ravens, if they win, they open up some space uh, in their divisional lead that uh, is already pretty nice at 7-2 and two with everyone else at 5-3. and three. Um, But, I mean... It's a pretty big one for the Browns. There's no question about it. But if they don't win, the season isn't over. We don't have to fire the head coach. Uh, don't have to run the the quarterback out of town or you know anyone else. Like life will go on. Uh, the Browns will still be well positioned to uh, make the playoffs, and um, you know they'll they'll still get in the tournament. But uh, the division title streak will just roll on, which I think pretty much you've come to expect at this point if you're a Browns fan. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, it was 1989, right? I mean, that's the year yes, I was born. That's correct. it's been it's been my whole lifetime. Again. It's been it's been a while. Yes, uh, yeah, um, they they have not won a division since 1989. How pathetic is that? So long. It's just it's incredible when you think about it. It's just been so long. Yeah, Daryl. When did you start the beat? Was it you mean 20, 25 years? Uh, full time, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Okay, all right. So, so I've still seen years. a lot. Yeah. Oh no, you've <laughs> you've definitely seen your share. There's no doubt. Was two thousand seven your first year? Because that's actually yeah. That's one I, of the better. That's one of the better Browns. I came years. in with Joe Thomas. Yeah. You and Joe. Yeah. Who knew? I guess now I do. That's great. Okay. Uh, He's in the Hall of Fame, and well, I, I'm here. Have you made? You. Have you made it to any Northeast Ohio Hall of Fames? Any of them? The radio? The, oh no. There's got to be all sorts of different ones that would have. No, to I, no, 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 no. No. I, I am unworthy of such consideration. There is so. nothing media people love more than giving themselves praise and and then heaping uh, praise on each other. So oh I, yeah. I assumed you had to have been invited to a couple of them at this. No, point. no, uh, no, no, and understandably so. No, hey, maybe you'll get there one day. I don't know. I I've, doubt I've it, but you know, I've never been an awards guy. I, you know, I did a year in Wichita, and when I left Wichita, they put me in the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame. Believe it or not, and uh, that's the that's the Hall of Fame that I'm a part of. I'm very proud of that fact. Uh, but it's a pretty white year for the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame, if I'm being honest. Good to know. Congratulations. Yeah. Not awards guy though. But you're not. But you wanted us to know you were in the Wichita Sports. Yeah, Hall not of an fame. awards guy though, Daryl. Not an awards guy. What, what, how did you earn that, by the way? That's what that's that's what they gave me. They gave, when I left, they were like, "Hey, we wanted to let you know you're the media. You are the uh, the media vote for being." How in the long Wichita did you Sports stay Hall there? Fame. I was there for a little over a year, and I got. Yeah, that's Hall not fame. much of a Hall of Fame if you're there for a year and you're in. Oh, all the greats are in that Hall of Fame, right next to <laughs> all the greats. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Hall of Fame and me in the same sentence, uh, that's uh, not happening. Hey, let me ask you, what, what happened today with the left tackle, right tackle situation? It seemed like uh, there was a lot of caginess from Kevin Stefanski. Uh, we, we we don't get to see that fun stuff, so couldn't tell you. Can only go by what we were told. What were you told today? Because I, I, from what Kevin Stefanski told everyone else, uh, it sounded like he's got options was the main point. 
Uh, yeah. Not many, but he's got them. Um, uh, James Hudson told us he was going to work on the right side, but didn't know if he played the left side. Dewan Jones didn't practice, so I think everything's going to stay the same. Uh, Dewan will stay on the right side this week, and uh, uh, you go ahead and you plug in Hudson uh, over on the left side. You, you can't move Dewan if he can't practice a whole week. I uh, just you, 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 not not against this defense. That that this is not the time to create two holes and then you got some people saying, oh we'll move Joel Batonio to to tackle well now you're creating three holes after one injury and that's just especially stupid yeah um I think your phone is ringing by the way I I'm aware okay you have a, you have a classic old school telephone I I, I do well I so that. I used to I used to have a different ring if you are a, a naked gun uh, fan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a particular scene where Frank Drebin is on the ledge of uh, an office building, and um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, the particular sound effect that was used in that scene was my ringtone. It was an <laughs> old-fashioned car horn, um, and the th- thing of it is that um, Wait. So was that was that your cell phone? That wasn't your yeah, main that house was, phone. That was your cell phone that gave that ring. Yeah, that was my cell phone. Oh, I thought you had like an old school. No, oh, hell no. I don't have a landline. Phone. A landline. Yeah, it's like I was like call in through that. That's great. Call in through the landline next time. It's Christopher. Dude, I work at the I work at the fan. I can't afford a landline these landline. days. What are you talking about? Landlines got to be expensive somehow, didn't they? <laughs> That's incredible, though. I, I okay. So you you actively chose that. You know, yeah. for the longest time, Daryl, everyone used to have like you mentioned the the specialty one from Naked Gun. Yeah, uh, uh, there used to be like music ringtones were a very big. Oh thing for yeah, a long time there's as well. The, well, there's like a hundred. I mean, every time they uh, update the the phones, there's a they throw in three hundred more ringtones, and. Um, I just I just stick with the old fashioned. No, right I, it's now. incredible. I feel like so many people are that way. Where I I have the generic uh, whatever my carrier is. I'm not gonna say it on on the air. Uh, but I have that generic ringtone that they yeah. have that everybody else has. If you have that, and it's so interesting because there was a time where everybody really did have something unique and something different. I remember well, I remember at uh, when I interned in Chicago, <laughs> six seventy the score in Chicago. I thought you were gonna tell me in your Hall of Fame year up in uh, Wichita. I don't remember you... what I had there. I don't remember. Okay. It, it must have been uh, uh, the best around or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I do still remember my landline phone number, though, that I used to have before, uh, you know. Let me tell you a story about that because I remember my landline as well. Mine, mine growing up, it was my number was 4455099, which sounds like, a, it sounds like it belongs in a movie. It doesn't seem real. Two fours, two fives, a zero, and two nines. And then for, like, from age about 10 to 12, every Friday and Saturday night, I'd get phone calls to the landline, and it'd be different women calling for this one guy. And I don't – I listen, this was – They weren't purely, calling for you? No, 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 no. They definitely were not calling for me. Uh, these were adults. And and <laughs> they were always – every Friday, Saturday night, like clockwork, I'd get different numbers calling for this guy from age 10 to 12, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. And so I never figured out what happened to this guy. I assume four four five five zero nine nine was just his throwaway number, and he just thought it was so comical that nobody could have that number. And then I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's like, man, I'll give those guys a break. It's been three years of Friday, Saturday nights. they got to be annoyed with me. Or what? Ha- I have no right. idea what happened to this guy. But then all of a sudden, one weekend, it stopped, and I never got a phone call after that. Yeah, I um from, from ladies on Friday, Saturday night at the club. 
Well, you should, maybe you should have taken a few of those phone calls. Well, not from the landline. Yeah, well, you, you know, eleven-year-old me had uh, none of what the kid would call none of what the kids would call Riz. That was not something okay. I had. Eleven years old, you developed that a little bit later on in life. At eleven, I'm just worried about Mark Grace's stats. All I was worried about. So you had a landline, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, up until about uh, fifteen years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the important stuff. I like your, by the way, I like your Dewan Jones take. I agree with that take. Why create problems when I know on the right side he's going to be good? I know that, and this is not the week to go ahead and mess around, Daryl. I agree with that 100%. Well, not against this this defensive front. No way. Now, you want to play around next week with uh, Pittsburgh? Okay, fine, but... Yeah, uh, and he missed practice this week because he's, you know, he's, he's banged up. He's dealing with shoulder and knee and whatever else so yeah this this isn't the time to be right now they're just trying to you know they're just trying to plug holes up front um and uh for all the 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 criticism that jed wills uh you know gets you're gonna miss him on sunday we're expecting anything from obj or does it feel like the baker years was so long ago and he didn't really have beef with stefanski that'll probably be all class what do you think well yeah and I just I he I kind of feel like he's a name only these days. It's got like 400 yards or so. so yeah, I, mean, I just I, I don't know. I he's not the he's not the same guy as he was with the Giants. Um, you know, he Well, he, now he's got purple hair, Daryl. Big difference. Yeah, well, whatever. Um <laughs> But no, I uh yeah, we'll we'll see what he No, I no, there's not going to be he's not going to yeah, he's he's not gonna have anything. To, okay, between him, between him and Clowney, I wasn't sure. I imagine no, it'd be something. Clowney. Clowney be the one that's gonna run his mouth, not okay. Odell. Clowney already ran his mouth, but you know, that's that's why he's a Raven today. Yeah, that's very <laughs> fair, and that made for a lot of headlines. And as, as, as I told one of my friends in Baltimore, enjoy him this year because he'll over he'll overstay his welcome next year. Get what you can out of him this year, and this year they're getting a lot out of him. But mm-hmm. when you get to year two, eh. Yeah, he had nine sacks dude. year one for the Browns. Memory serves me right, and then year two yeah. uh, didn't go didn't go as well. We still have that Sunday night game where Chris Collinsworth acted like Jadavion Clowney was the second coming. We'll always have that game. Well, I'm, never mind. I'm not going to. Ooh, I'm, no, I'm not going there. No, you don't have to. It's okay. No, uh, Daryl Rodder joining I'm us here. Brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Well, Mar Jackson earlier today said he thought his defense had no holes. Uh, I, I thought actually, I thought Deshaun had the right line on it, where he's like, I don't play Lamar Jackson when asked about those type of things. But he actively went out of his way to speak on his defense and to talk about how he thought they had no holes. Daryl, uh, is this Ravens defense, do you like them as much as you like this Browns defense, or would you give the nod to the Browns defense? I will do to you what I did on the podcast with Andy. Are you ready? Yes. Baltimore is number one in sacks, number one in fewest offensive touchdowns allowed, number one in fewest points per game allowed, number one in yards per play allowed, number one in red zone touchdown percentage allowed, number one in opposing quarterback rate allowed, number one in yards per pass allowed. They're pretty good. The Browns are pretty good, too, but I think that's going to be the story of the the game uh, on Sunday is – is it going to be Lamar Jackson cracking the Browns defense, or will it be Deshaun Watson cracking the Ravens defense? Because I, I don't anticipate either team's going to be able to run the ball very well. So to me, this this comes down to the quarterbacks 
versus a pair of phenomenal and outstanding defensive units. All right, Darrell. Well, I'll talk to you on Sunday. Hopefully we'll have more information on the offensive line by the time I talk to you. We should know what the options are by then, hopefully. <laughs> we know we got options. That's all we know. They got options. Not Unbe- many, but they do have options. Unbelievable. Kevin Stefanski. I mean, unbelievable. He just does not care at all at this point. And that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's no, he cares. He just, you know, I mean, they, you know, I think they might still be sorting some things out too in his defense. So. That was a good answer, because it was a non-answer, and he's gotten very good at that. Uh, Daryl, thank you very much. Appreciate you. I will talk to you again on Sunday. Thank you. You bet. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We'll have more on that and the non-answer and the fan focus. I thought Nick Wilson highlighted it in a pretty funny way. Well, the fan focus coming up at 10 o'clock. We come on back, 216-474-0092. Do the Browns have a receiver problem? I know they're good with Amari. I don't know that they're good with much else. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan. Hey, you just joining us. I told Daryl the story. We were talking about landlines because Daryl had a Daryl used his cell phone as a an old phone ringer and it sounded like a landline. And then we went into a whole conversation about it. And I I told him how growing up from the ages of like ten to twelve, every Friday and Saturday night, my my landline phone for my house growing up again. I was a child. It would ring. It would ring all hours of the night, and it would be these different girls calling for this guy, and I just, I no idea. I did not know if it was a fake number from this guy. I didn't ever know what uh, happened, but I, in my mind, boom, this might sound a little dark. In my mind, I always thought the guy just died. I never thought to myself, as, as I explained to Daryl, you know, with Daryl, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, I, I was thinking glass half full. Like, maybe the guy just decided, I, I, I've given out this number for so many years. If it belongs to someone, I'll be less mean and give a new number. Kind of like retire 4455099 up to the rafters. I'm not sure. But honestly, I don't know what happened to the guy. But in my mind at the time as a kid, I did think to myself, he probably just died. Like that's clearly he's going out every night. He's going out every weekend. He's always talking to these different people. That has to be what happened to him. But now as an adult, I'm like, maybe he just wanted to give us a break. Maybe he just thought three years was enough time. Now like on to the next number. But you should never use somebody's number if you're giving it out as a fake. As fake as four four five five zero nine nine sounds, you'd never use somebody's number for three years. That's pretty ridiculous at the heart of it, is it not? I think so. That's wild. I wish I knew like the whole story behind it. Who is this guy? I know. The mystery. Who is he? What's he about? You gotta ask the girls. And well, and so that's the thing. If it was today's day and age, I could have I could have sat on the phone and got all sorts of information and been like, so what's his first name? What's this guy's last name? And then I would Google it and then I would try to figure it out from there, right? You know, I would I would be as from like a ten to twelve year old, it'd be a dream of mine. I would turn into like. I don't know, some private eye detective, basically, and uh, maybe it would shape me as to who I am as a person. Maybe if I cracked the case of this unknown, mysterious man, I would end up becoming like a great law enforcement uh, detective or something. You know, I'm like, oh, great, I can do this. Maybe I can do anything. Who knows? But I didn't crack the case. So instead, I'm talking to you guys, because clearly that was not in the cards for me. Such an idiot as a kid. I honestly didn't even think about it like, I, I how do I find out more about this guy? It was more of like a... Oh yeah, no, no, you got the wrong number. No, no, like that's he's not. No, no one's here. No one's here. It's, he's not ever going to be here. Please don't call me again. I'm tired, and that would be it. It's kind of wild. Landlines, what a world. And and at that point, uh, they were advertising. That was like the the, ver- the very beginning of Star Six Nine, where you could call back, you can call back numbers and everything. Now it'd be so simple. 
I get I get a random number I don't know that calls me. I block it and I never think about it again. What a different world. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I did have uh my ringtones growing up though in different spots. One was the Rocky theme song. That happened for a little bit. That was me trying to motivate myself. Another was Must Be the Money. That song. When you're broke, that's the fun stuff you do. When you're young and you're broke, you're like, must be the money. I'm a baller. This is awesome. I think I also had R. Kelly's remix to Ignition at one point as well. Like, we did that. It's what we did. Like, I don't know. that Jake, do you even have any concept of using, like, music as your ringtone at all? Or was that was that phased out by the time you even got in the game? I think it was phased out just after me. I definitely had some custom ringtones when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, first starting out when it got better and better and better, too. When it first started, it was, like, really wonky and it was really weird. And it had, like, uh, it vibrated to the different musical stuff. And you could only have, there was only, like, 50 options at first. And then it just got better and better. And, oh, the story I didn't tell. When I was in Chicago as an intern at 670 The Score, okay, I'm young, whatever. The PD there that's still the PD there now, I go into his office and his ringtone was California Girls. Remember that song? I was like, this guy's in charge of a whole entire radio station, and this is his ringtone? This is what his, like, how is that his ringtone? I instantly thought less of the man. I, I Like, that was just what it was. And he's like, at the end of the whole entire summer I was there, I, saw, I was like, you cannot have this as your ringtone. Two one six four seven four to below 92. All right, let's talk about the Browns receivers, because I'm getting a little worried. I'm getting worried at the fact that it's Amari Cooper... And then I don't know what else this team is when it comes to wide receivers. I can't even give Deshaun a bunch of credit for figuring out how to work with Amari Cooper right now. Because Amari Cooper's only ever worked with quarterbacks. Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Jacoby Brissett. The dude gets to 1,000 yards, and he gets to X amount of touchdowns every single year. Like That's just what he does. It doesn't matter how many teams he's been on, how many quarterbacks he's been on. He's always made the quarterback look good. That's like being like, oh, McDonald's makes a hell of a burger. Yeah, of course they do. they got to figure it out. Amari Cooper has got this whole football thing. Figure it out. He knows what he's doing. I need to get the other guys to a point where they know what they're doing. And one of the selling points on Deshaun Watson, at least maybe not for me, but for some of the people that wanted to buy into Deshaun but maybe didn't 100% already buy into Deshaun, was the idea that he would make the other wide receivers around him better. That's why you drafted back-to-back third-round picks and Tillman and David Bell. That's why you went out and said, hey, uh, Elijah Moore, you are a disaster in New York. We can make it work with you here. Because in, in the Browns' mind, I really firmly believe they thought that there'd be a bump up with working with Deshaun. Well, we got to start to see that bump up. Because in the past two games that he's been awesome, and I'm talking about the Titans game and the Cardinals game, Amari Cooper had over 100 yards and a touchdown in each. And then everybody else did diddly squat. Nobody else had over 50 yards receiving in either one of those games. you got to get these guys to get in, uh, to be a little bit better. Elijah Moore in a blowout game, when people have been questioning Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore had two receptions for 14 yards in the game against Arizona. That's ridiculous. How does that happen? 2-1-6-4-7-4 to below 92. Darren on the west side up next. Hello, Darren. Hey, Pete. Yo, what's Quick, up, Darren? Quick question for a long time no talk to. I was going to call last night. Imagine this horrible scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy Andrew Berry does not trade for Amari Cooper, and I was going to propose this yesterday. Can you imagine, because Berry continues to neglect 
the receiving core. What would this receiving core look like minus Cooper, minus Cooper Vinci? We couldn't Cooper, do oh, it. Was he 30 years old? And Darren, we couldn't do it. Without Amari Cooper, we couldn't do it. Well, I mean, but it goes to show you, Barry does not value this position. And I know he tried to he tried to trade for the guy for the Jets. He's not it. He's not cutting it. The thing is, Barry believes you can go with third. I mean, fourth round, fifth round, and occasional third round receiver maybe. But he doesn't go get those guys with the oomph, those Ohio State guys. He doesn't. He doesn't get creative. He's such a genius. I give up a, a, a future number one, a number two, or an existing player, whatever. To try and uh, uh, get either uh, the guy from uh, uh, what's his name from Ohio State or or somebody of that elk Harrison or even in the free agent even in the free agent market Barry won't play the free agent game he'll try, like the old guy he got from Seattle he's fat come on man stop, stop it get an impact guy it's like this Tony Dale he came from Ohio State we don't even look at people like that what's his name uh, Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba who are you going for no I'm talking about Dale the one that plays for even him the one that plays for the Texans. Who caught the game winner? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I was like, I was, you're, you're, you're going big game. I was like, you're going big game hunting here, Darren. I'm like, you're you calling out Seattle? I'm like, you're calling out Harrison earlier? I'm like, you you really want some big game hunting? But, but here's you're not too far off in the idea though that Andrew Barry probably at this point has shown us enough to know that he doesn't value wide receiver the same way. Uh, it looks like the rest of the NFL does. And what happened? What happened with the rookie who who, who, who looked good? You don't even hear is he even on a roster anymore? I mean, I, I'm not talking about the one they drafted. I mean the uh, the free agent rookie who was uh, setting the world on fire in training camp number eighteen I think he was. Don't even anything about him. Oh yeah, I know. I got you. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate you, man. Um, wait, who was that? Boom, help me out. Can you help me out here? Who is he going for? He said Tank Dell. No, 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 no. He's talking about we had somebody in training camp that lit the world on fire. Is he the guy on the practice squad? Yeah, but I can't remember who it was now, and it's going to bother me if I don't think about it on the spot right now. Let me look up the practice squad standby. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I hate to take you through that all, uh, but there was, I mean, I, I know he's not talking about Jalen Darden. He gets brought up a lot. Who was it that went, oh, Austin Watkins Jr. That's who it was. Austin Watkins Jr. Josh Lenz. No, Just that, that's not who he was going for. But I, that remember Austin Watkins Jr., Sammy's cousin, was talked about as if he was God's gift to football in spring training. I mean, it's sad that I don't remember it. We go through a lot of different names, though. I go through a lot of different names in a, in a three-month period right now, two-month period. Austin Watkins Jr. was talked about as if he was going to be the greatest football player we've ever seen. Has not yet appeared in a game. Like, that's how this works. That's how this works. It's as simple as that. All right, that was your deep Austin Watkins Jr. thought for the day. Now you can, you guys can remember his name to then forget it now a week later. I think about this all the time, about the names that we have that like you remember for just a very little bit and the ones that stay and the ones that don't. Hard Knocks was filled. Our Brown season of Hard Knocks, like Devin Kajust, it was filled with all sorts of guys like that that now you remember because of Hard Knocks that normally we just would have forgotten a million times over. 216474 to below 92. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What happened with Watkins was then Goodwin came back, and then it was kind of like, all right, what do we do here? We got we have way too many wide receivers. Not enough of them are proven. We have way too many wide receivers that need to be given a chance. That was a battle. It's an absolute battle. Justin Aurora up next. Hello, Justin. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the receivers, but, hey, you talk about those those names you hear about in preseason you never hear again. Yeah. This, might, this is an old one, but I had a college buddy who would come up to you and be like, what do you think about that Ben Gay? Ben Gay. <laughs> all about Ben Gay. You remember Ben Gay? <laughs> I remember Ben Gay ultra-strength topical pain relief. 
he was a he was a developmental running back who had like a spectacular preseason. Yeah, was, number thirty four. I remember him, number thirty four. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, so anyway, so as far as the receivers, I I'm curious. Do we have any um, of the folks that come on, and like the experts, who really know their X's and O's? Has any one of them? made a strong case as to underperformance by the receivers. In other words, hmm. receivers can't control when the ball's getting their hands. They can only run their route, do it really well, get open, right? Do we know they're not getting open, or are we just surmising they're not because the ball's not in their hands? I don't think we know that they're not getting open. I, I would, I'd make the other case. I'd say they're getting open. I, I don't have a great answer for you one way or another when it comes to uh, I guess I'm I'm not I'm confused as to what you're asking. Maybe that's a better point. I don't I don't really know what you're asking, Justin. Here's where I'm going with this. I'm not so sure the receivers aren't doing not the non Amari Cooper receivers. Yeah. aren't really doing well. Okay, I have a theory that it has more to do with. Oh no, I, I the buy, erratic Justin. I buy into that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay, I was just going to say I think it has everything to do with the erratic quarterback situation. Right, you have PJ Walker, who's gonna who plays. If you're PJ Walker, you throw it to the best guy you know. You throw it to Amari Cooper. You look for him every time you can. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. security blanket. That, that's, and that's if what he said when he talked to Jacoby Brissett and asked him for advice. He's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Just throw it to Amari. You'll be fine." Well, heck yeah! And it was pretty obvious that he was trying to force the ball. It was clear he wasn't following his reads. That's where the interceptions came from, mm-hmm. or he missed a lot of guys. And then, of course, Dorian Thompson. Um, you know, I think we know what happens there. That the guy gets thrown in. What does that have to do with anything as far as analyzing external positions like a receiver? It has nothing to do with them. And then, and then, of course, Deshaun Watson's been uneven, as we know. So I just don't really know if it has anything to do with the receivers. And and you could easily flip it and say, well, then that's up to Kevin to to, to scheme it better, right? But I think he is trying to. <laughs> it's just that the receivers. I mean, I think they're taking away. The, our quarterbacks are not finding the other receivers. Is really what. Yeah. Comes and, down to. So I wonder about that. And, and thank you, Justin. I appreciate you. What I wonder about that is the idea that. You know, Elijah Moore, for instance, in a game where he should have been targeted a bunch, two receptions for 14 yards, that's what he ended up with? That can't be Stefanski's game plan. I just I refuse to believe that's what Stefanski drew up. In a game where you basically get a lot of practice shots and practice opportunities, Elijah Moore with two receptions when it's all said and done, the week after you trade Donovan Peoples-Jones and basically give uh, Elijah Moore a promotion to being the number two wide receiver, that's what you come up with? It just doesn't make sense to me. All right, more on this. I want to hear from you guys. 216-474-0092. And also, we'll get to, is Deshaun back or not? I've yet to attack this, really attack it this week. We'll do it. we come on back. we got the fan focus at 10 o'clock. We'll react to the Cavs game when that one wraps up as well. It's overtime with John of the Peterman here with you on the fan. Talking about that Mike Clay ranking of uh, wide receivers, and he had the Browns at 21st. And it's kind of one of those conversations we just kind of stored away and we put in the back of our brain, like, hey, what happens if... Well, the weird thing about this year is that you trade Donovan Peoples-Jones, who there was a time where people projected him out to be our second-best wide receiver on this team. And it's just odd. The whole thing's odd. Sean found a, a, a blanket, a, a safety blanket with Amari Cooper. Congratulations. Literally every quarterback that's ever been around Amari Cooper has found him as a safety blanket as well. Uh, he is that guy. 
He is. He is so talented. He is so good. He is the epitome of what you would want as a, not only a Browns player, but he's the Cowboys, the same thing. When he was in Oakland, the same thing. Like, it's just who he is. Puts his head down. He's very Nick Chubb-esque. Puts his head down, stays out of trouble. In a world of diva wide receivers, he just isn't one. And it's incredible to me. So I'm not surprised that you know Deshaun Watson has worked that out, but I do wonder whether or not we are building ourselves up a little bit, just a little bit of a problem here when it comes to the wide receiver situation. I don't know. Any good team that lacks receivers, good teams that we believe in, not the Steelers who are so fraudulent they should be sponsored by Enron, any good team that doesn't have receivers beyond one guy is usually made whole by a really good quarterback. It just feels like we're playing with fire, though. When Nick Chubb was here, we at least had something special on our offense. What is special on this offense right now? The O-line is in shambles at the moment. We don't know what's happening right side, left side. Receivers are Amari Cooper and then a bunch of guys, just being honest about it. David Njoku is not a receiver, too. I have to make that abundantly clear. He's a tight end. He he counts differently in this equation. Just how it works. Them's the breaks. I've been happy with his production, but uh, in seven years that he's been here, this is the first time people have been like, hey, uh, why don't we why don't we have you do more in the pass-catching game? You don't think that's a, an accident? I don't think it's an accident. Run game is on backup running backs at the moment. Quarterback is working on it, trying to figure it all out. You know, this is why I have so much apprehension towards this Baltimore game. As great of a defense as we have, and I really do believe it's a great defense, Baltimore's defense is at a point where they're just as good as our defense. And then offensively, a league MVP in Lamar Jackson, who is playing for another league MVP right now. They got running backs out the you-know-what. They got wide receivers everywhere you turn. I mean, you can't throw a dodgeball at a Ravens practice without hitting another quality wide receiver, quality running back, quality tight end. They just have so many guys. They have so many different guys. And right now, it just doesn't feel like we have nearly as many. 216-474-0092. And at this point, I'm just yelling into the wind because we have no solutions for this. Maybe the glass caller was right. That Andrew Barry just doesn't prioritize wide receivers the same way. But it's fascinating to me that he exists in this NFL and that he couldn't value wide receivers. Because look around. Every team that matters has really good wide receiving play, with the exception of what? The Kansas City Chiefs? Okay, fine. They got Patrick Mahomes. They have their own cheat code. And you can make an argument that this is the first year in a very long time where the Chiefs' offense has fallen behind what the Chiefs' defense has actually been delivering. That defense right now is a better defense than the Chiefs have offense, which I don't think I've ever been able to say. And the conversation in Kansas City, if you were to like pipe into a, a you know our buddy 6'10 in Kansas City over there, my buddy Alex Gold, for instance, pop into his show during the middays. You know what he talks about 24-7 right now? Oh, yeah, we don't, we don't have wide receivers. They don't catch the football. There's a lot of drops. Like they're having some of the same conversations we're having right now. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Rich and Ashtabula up next. Hello, Rich. How you doing, guys? Great show tonight. Thank you, Rich. Been doing a little brain. Been doing a little brainstorming. Sure. Ever since the 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 infamous third and three call, we have a weapon on that team that I don't even think the Browns realize. Who's the fastest? Most agile and most athletic guy in that team. Wouldn't you say it's Miles Garrett? 
I mean, he's not winning like a 40 race against like Marquise Goodwin, so I don't know that he's the fastest. He's the most athletic. But Can we would, say that? But wouldn't you think it would be smart every once in a while when it's crucial? Put him in on a third and three. Miles Garrett? He may even break one. Why not? He may even break one. <laughs> okay. All right. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine okay. that defense looking over to see Garrett back there, saying, huh. "Who's going to tackle this beast?" I never thought that's going to drive your defensive backs in, hey. and it's going to leave your wide receivers wide open. Rich, if you know, if the Bears can use uh, William the Fridge Perry in '85 and get him a touchdown in the Super Bowl, maybe we need to be thinking outside of the box like this, Rich. I've never heard anyone bring egg, this up though. Egg, exactly. They're not using. Uh. They're. I think you're, I Myos think that's something. I can't believe they haven't thought of that. Miles Garrett in the offense. All right, thank you, Rich. You, you jog something for me here. I'm fascinated by Miles Garrett in the offense. I want to tell him congratulations on issue two passing, but I don't know that. I don't know that that's the right response to that. Maybe I love that idea. I, I want to be like, what drugs are you on right now in order to suggest that? But I don't know. Maybe I secretly love that idea. Boom, do I love that idea? Do I love the idea of Miles Garrett being as fast as he is, as agile as he is, third and, I don't know about third and three, but we had a goal line play. We can't bring Miles into the mix. I don't think that's, oh boy, I don't love that. I don't think that's crazy. I don't know about Miles, though. I don't know if I just... Where's our apprehension? The dude is built like an Adonis. He looks like a cartoon artist, Drew, okay? He's got muscles on muscles. He's fast. We know he can bend around anybody. Like Gumby with his ability to bend. It's incredible. Do, do I really hate this idea? I don't hate this idea. I want to hate this idea because I think most football people would tell me to hate this idea. Now, obviously, if he gets injured, then it's not worth it, right? Like that, I think that's the, the worry that they would have. This is why this never happens, not even in, like, Madden games. Like Because if he gets injured, then it's just not worth it. You can get the third and goal with anybody else. Could be a secret weapon. I don't hate this idea. I really don't. And in a weird way, I think it would actually separate him from a lot of different people's thoughts on Miles Garrett, defensive guy. Uh, and to be, uh, it'd be a boost up. I'm telling you, because it would, the same way that, that one Twitter moment where the video of the two tight ends following him was just something we hadn't seen before. If he all of a sudden was just like a, a third and goal package for the Browns and was awesome at getting in the end zone in that, people would look at him differently for the defensive player of the year, which they shouldn't, but they would. Tom and Ashtabula up next. Tom, is that a crazy thought? Uh, yeah, it is. All right. All right. Tom's going to bring us back down to earth. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Hello? Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I've got – I think i got the winning equation for the Browns. I'm a longtime fan. Okay. And I've taken my notes. I think Stefanski – I mean, everybody, you know, is – they hate him. They like him. We all know why the reason why we're winning. It's Jim Schwartz. Uh, our defense has kept us in games. They've won games for us. But Stefanski needs to learn how, I think, to put the right people in the right places. You put Amari Cooper at the one. You put Moore at the slot. You put the rookie Tillman at the two. He's physical. He's big. He can go vertical. More the problem why he is not he had two catches last game. He's not a two. He's a slot guy. The same way if you look at the Steelers back when Ben was a rookie. Yeah. Look who we had. You had Heinz Ward at the one, 
You had Platzko Burris at the two, and you had Randall L. Mike Moore, very quick, very shifty at the slot. If he would go with that lineup, you would see so much more production. And also, you have Kareem Hunt in there at least touching the ball 20 times a game. I know Ford is a home run guy, but Kareem Hunt is a guy I can catch, he can block, yeah. and he averages three yards a carry. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tom. I feel like we're going too down a road of like, you know how we talk about positionless basketball? Because you have to remind people that the three is not necessarily a three and the four is not necessarily the four. I feel like that's kind of where that call was. Just for me personally. I understand what he's saying and I get the logic behind what he's saying, but I also kind of thought maybe that's where that went a little bit. Just a little bit. But you want to put guys in the slot? Go ahead. I'm okay with that. Mike in North Olmstead up next. Hello, Mike. Mike, you don't hate the Miles Garrett idea? I love the Miles Garrett idea. And gentlemen, happy Browns victory uh, Wednesday. Victory I mean, Wednesday. Does that ever get yeah. old saying that? Uh, um, not uh, not on a Wednesday. Okay. Uh, amen to that. Amen to that. New. But I just, I did also want to add in, so I do love the Miles Garrett package idea. Roll it out. <laughs> I mean, what do we have to lose? Right. Um, uh, the know, Ravens would never I see it coming. S- s- never. But Stefanski is way too conservative to ever try something like that, but it would still be cool to see. Um, but uh, I did just want to comment, you know, it, it seems like a lot of fans are going into this matchup with Baltimore almost downtrodden. Um, and we are exactly where we need to be at the right place at the right time. We got through that first five-game stretch, came out the other side, and no, we aren't unscathed. We lost Chubb. There were some setbacks with Deshaun. But, I mean, Deshaun is healthy by all reports, by all indicators. We're going into a matchup against Baltimore, division rivals. We have the Steelers on the tail end of that. I think that this is a completely different tune against this Steelers matchup. And we have the playoffs sitting in front of us. So I'm, I'm just excited. I'm happy that the Browns are where they're at. It's good coaching this year. It's good scheme. Uh, generational defense. I can't wait to tell my grandkids about this defense. Um, so I'll listen, guys. Have a great night. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. The problem on that is that the Ravens also have right now what is being deemed as a generational all-time defense. They, in Baltimore, they're talking like this defense is the best they've had since the 2000 Ravens. That's the worry. Their defense can match our defense. That's how impressive they are. Number one scoring defense in the NFL right now. I, 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 it's, I'm going to sound like I'm preaching over here, but it's true. I just don't want you guys to be awoken to something weird on Sunday when you're like, wait, I didn't realize they were this good. No, they're that good. They really are. Leave that there. We come on back. We got to get to the fan focus. We'll get to the Cavs game when that one wraps up as well. It's overtime with Jonathan Beetle here with you on the fan.